It also does require brands to have all of those 3D assets line up, yep. lined up. Uh, and that's something we've been talking about Listen, for years now. Banging on that drum, get, Adam. <laughs> get those 3D assets ready. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Floor 9. Uh, my co-host Adam is here as per usual. Adam, how are you doing? We are officially in developer season. Just give me your feelings. Yeah, you can you can smell it in the air. It's uh, <laughs> tech company developer season. Uh, lots of excitement at the, trying to steer the attention back to product launches and away mm -hmm. from uh, regulatory uh, issues yep. and, and trials and all, all of the stuff <laughs> that is super important but not super fun. Yep. Uh, back to fun product announcements. Yes, fun product announcements. And Snapchat certainly had a number of those. Um, so this episode, we're, we're going to be covering Snapchat's Partner Summit, uh, which is their annual uh, event where they talk about all the upcoming features and products, obviously, that have been developed for the Snapchat platform, as well as some brand-specific uh, uh, applications, which are pretty exciting. And because it's Snapchat, we have to start with their core product of AR. And we may as well start with the most future-focused product they announced, which is their new Spectacles, which is their first attempt at AR glasses. Um, it's currently only available for AR creators in a limited capacity, uh, so that it's not a consumer product by any means yet, but it seems like this is their first attempt to uh, essentially put uh, a lens over our eyeballs for, so that way we can interact with the world around us in a digital manner. What were your, first, what, what were your thoughts? What, what did you feel when you saw these? Well, I, I think this is uh, a super notable moment in, in tech history, just because um, as Snap is actually going to ship to some small number of beta tester creators uh, products that, that look more or less the size of normal glasses. They're definitely chunkier than normal glasses, mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, are, are small and lightweight enough that you don't need like a, a strap around your head. They just rest <laughs> on your, your, your nose and your temples like normal glasses. Uh, and they do AR. They under, they can recognize, they have front facing cameras that can recognize objects in the world around them and, uh, and surfaces and overlay digital content into mm -hmm. them. Um, that being said, uh, there's a lot of caveats. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's very cool that they shipped that. Um, but, uh, you know, the field of view, so the amount of, of, uh, the your vision that is augmented in the glasses is very narrow. It's basically a, a vertical a video. square, like right in the center. Yeah. Uh, which is that that is sort of how you think about AR. Like Microsoft Hololens has a wider aperture for for the field of view. Yep. Um, this is pretty pretty small. Um, they only la the battery life only lasts for thirty minutes. Um, <laughs> so uh, you can they they don't need to be near your phone. It's not it, it doesn't seem like it's offloading processing to your phone. Right. Uh, but they do uh, they are doing the processing on the device. But uh, you can only use them for thirty minutes uh, between charges out in the world. Mm -hmm. So this is not a, an all day use thing for sure. Yeah. Um, it's not it's not it's not even a, a, a consumer product by any means. It, yeah. It's it's not to be clear. It's not a consumer product. They are going to ship them to select creators on their platform to help incur encourage them to create new and more, you know, immersive lenses. Um, and uh, so they're a developer tool and they're just a very cool developer tool that we know eventually will turn into a consumer product. Uh, and I think it's, 
uh, you know, we know every tech company is working on glasses like these. Snapchat is, or they're just the first ones to actually show us what they're working on um, and, and start putting them in the hands of developers and creators. Um, and the functionality, it, look, it, look, it looks like what you would expect, right? It, it, it uses Snap's scan platform to recognize objects and then to bring up actions that you can do with those objects in AR. Um, so I, they didn't demonstrate anything like uh, commerce or shopping, which we'll talk about in a minute. That doesn't seem like it's it, it, it's more for um, things like the this parts of the scan platform that are like recognize a breed of dog or yeah. recognize a flower, um, those kinds of things uh, that are are possible on on the device right now. So yeah, um, you know it's it's again everybody's working on this, and this is the first and closest we've gotten to one that is a consumer product. Right. So again, it'll be interesting to see how how those things develop. Um, still kind of TBD on when AR glasses will be a consumer mainstream product. Yeah, in right after the event, um, the New York Times dropped uh, Kara's, an episode of Kara Swisher's podcast, which was an interview with Evan Spiegel that was uh, talking about the things that they had just announced, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about spectacles. Kara actually got to try them, uh, which is very oh, cool. She said they were a little heavy, okay. uh, but that they, she was really impressed with the, you know, how they, the, 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 the AR experience. She thought it was very cool, although she didn't really see any reason why, you know, a normal consumer would use them yet. She doesn't, you know, the, the application there, uh, it's, it's all very creative and playful, but Mm -hmm. it's one of those, okay, what would we actually use these for if we had them? So another reason what not to ship them to consumers yet. Um, She she did press Evan Spiegel on uh, timing, and he, when pressed, he said that he does not think that uh, AR glasses like spectacles will be sort of a mainstream consumer product uh, in for the next ten years, which uh, is interesting. I think uh, to me, ten years is a very conservative bet on this sort of thing. Okay. I think that that it's a safe and easy answer. It's it's the opposite of an Elon Musk answer where you overpromise <laughs> and underdeliver. It's definitely, I think, an underpromise and overdeliver kind of answer. A humble man. A humble man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think he, he's he's being conservative and realistic with that. I think that I expect that what we are now going to see, you know, advances in these every year from Snap. Yep. Um, and I think that it just uh, incremental advances within 10 years will get them to something that is... Uh, a mainstream consumer, you know, functioning uh, piece of hardware. And I think that, you know, at some point there might be additional breakthroughs and jumps in that technology in the meantime. Mm-hmm. So I would be more optimistic than that. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, I think, again, I think he's giving the under promise over deliver answer. I think that's probably the right strategy where it's like, hey, we're just going to put this out in the market. We're working on it, kind of grow with us uh, versus trying to just say this is available now. Because as we've seen with some companies, cough, cough, magic leap, uh, sometimes those those things just don't work out the way their concept video does. Um, But with that, let's dive into some of the AR specific announcements that Snapchat um, said on stage. So uh, first up, one of the new lens experiences that they have announced is called a connected lens, uh, which will now allow individuals either in the same room or in different locations to uh, collaborate uh, within the same AR experience 
um, through a lens. So notably, they've partnered with Lego to build an experience where two individuals can collaborate on an AR uh, Lego set. Yeah, I think this is very cool. It's something that we have, they've been making incremental steps for over mm-hmm. the past couple of years. And, uh, you know, it's we it, Snapchat is a social platform yep. and <laughs> lenses have been primarily single user experiences. Um, so I think this is a great way to, uh, to expand that. Uh, I think it's notable that they work whether you are in the same room and, and sort of looking at the same virtual object, or if you are, uh, you know, remote and at a distance, it would have been fun to have these uh, in quarantine over the last year. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. you know, uh, everything all in all in good good time. Yes, and so that's a really. Um interesting new kind of collaboration product that Snapchat uh, has developed with this connected lens, uh, where we can actually anchor a shared AR experience. They also announced a lot of new updates and features to the Lens product studios, which include uh, just a vast number of updates to their technology that's powering the Lens studio, a lot of machine learning algorithms, uh, and even some interesting things when it comes to gestures. But what we're really excited about from the Lens studio perspective is how this is going to be impacting creators. Uh, Snapchat had a really big push Uh, during their conversation and during their presentation around how they are building new tools uh, and working with creators to make them, you know, to help them monetize, to help them uh, work with brands more easily and really to give them the tools they need to create on the Snapchat platform. Um, So Adam, just to start off, let's start with the Story Studio app, uh, which from Snapchat is a new app separate from Snapchat that is focused on providing uh, more tailored creator tools for individuals creating on Snapchat. Yeah, I think this is something that is going to fly under under a lot of radars, but I think it's actually pretty important and an interesting shift in that they are starting to break creator tools out of the main Snapchat app into a second app called Story Studio. Um, It's going to have better controls for video editing, uh, better tools for lenses and for effects Mm -hmm. for for your your stories. Um, And importantly, it's also going to include on the the sort of startup page uh, what is currently trending on Snapchat. So if you cool. want to be a creator on Snapchat or you are a creator on Snapchat and you're looking for inspiration, it basically starts with that inspiration page, which I, which I think is very cool and is going to be a great way for Snapchat, I think, to steer the conversation a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, if they want something to be getting more attention than it is, uh, like, you know, I, I'm just imagining like on uh, on Earth Day or something, yep. they want to make sure that they have a lot of great Earth Day content, they, they, can, they can feature that. Um, it, eventually, we might see brand integrations there too. I can imagine them steering Mm-hmm. brands who are looking for creators in sort of a self-serve kind of way, steering yep. them into the creator ecosystem that way. Yeah. But I think it's important because it's basically a pro version of Snapchat's creator tools. Uh, they fully recognize that a lot of the content, the best content on Snapchat is not made inside of Snapchat, right? <laughs> they, they even acknowledged it on, on stage of like, yeah, you'll still be able to upload uh, you know, videos if you're editing in Final Cut Pro or whatever. Um, and I think that that is... You know, I think they're okay with that, but in the long run, it is uh, not good to have your creators using third-party creation tools because you run into the problem of you want to roll out new features and new capabilities. The third-party tools are not necessarily going to update with those. I mean, Final Cut Pro does not pay attention to what Snapchat is doing (laughs) for their features. I guarantee you Apple is not watching. Uh, I'm sure they're watching, but they're uh, they're not incorporating them. Right. So they, they, they need to start to build up that sort of pro level ecosystem, uh, for creator tools. And I think, you know, they snap, uh, uh, 
Lens Studio has been a great uh, development tool for AR, and I think they're now starting to develop those creator tools for uh, for their video content as well. And I think mm-hmm. that's super smart uh, and lets them sort of s- make sure and, and to protect their creators and get, make sure that they always have the tools to incorporate the newest features of the platform on day one. Absolutely. And it's interesting to think about this idea that there's Snapchat that is fighting for creators. There's now TikTok, you know, YouTube, you know, Instagram. Um, there's real competition out there. And I think from a creator standpoint, obviously you want to go to and have your content live everywhere, but Snapchat is really making it easier for people to be creating uh, great quality content on on their platform. Yeah, I mean that's the other thing. If you do end up with the with best in class tools, that is another way to attract creators to your platform, yep. right? Um, yep. Part of it is the audience, but the other part is the tools. Yeah. Um, and speaking of just helping creators, as I mentioned, they are also helping them monetize, uh, and and that's going to be in two ways. So first, uh, they are now rolling out gifting. Uh, which seems to be very similar to uh, Twitch and their tipping options online. So uh, when you see a story uh, that you like from a creator, you can now swipe up and actually give them a gift uh, to help support their content creation, which I think is uh, pretty great. And it's just really interesting to see how this idea of like tipping has just been rolled across all of our social platforms uh, in the past couple of years, uh, as well as they now have the creator marketplace. So this is going to be a new tool where uh Brands and advertisers can actually go there. It's self-serve to find the best uh, AR creators, influencers, whatever it might, might be to help them more authentically uh, you know, build their advertising and their products directly on the Snapchat platform uh, in a much more seamless way. Um, so kind of two new routes that they're looking to help creators monetize. And you know, from a brand perspective, this is great because now we can start to see uh, very easily who and in what ways we can work with creators uh, on the Snapchat platform. Yeah, I think this um, this matching of brands to creators is uh, you know a huge uh, challenge. It's something that that you know we can help with for sure. Mm-hmm. But it is, uh, I think, also uh, something that the, the platforms will always have great insights. Uh, mm-hmm. And again, I think it gives them a way to steer steer brands towards creators who are adopting the sort of most yep. the newest platform features are really on the cutting edge of things. Um, and uh, and you know people that they're that they're seeding with those things. So uh, you know if you're a brand who wants to uh, get something on these new spectacles, uh, they Snapchat is obviously the ones who are going to know who, who has them. So yeah, the last thing when it comes to the, the creators is that they're now rolling out what is called Ghost, uh, which is their AR innovation lab uh, in partnership with Verizon. So uh, if you're a creator, uh, this is now a fund in which you can actually apply to get money for to build your creations and kind of build really interesting new things for Snapchat. So uh, Snapchat is there looking to fund people on their platform uh, to help grow their their overall ecosystem and the content. So they're definitely putting a lot of investment in. Uh, and I think to your point, Adam, this has to come from just the whole ecosystem out there, especially from TikTok. Uh, you know, they're definitely, uh, there's competition to make sure people are developing content <laughs> that is on trend, you know, taking advantage of the new tools and even uh, the formats that these different social platforms um, have available. Yeah, I think I think Snapchat is very clear that the, um, the, the creators of today mostly are, are in the video space mm-hmm. and they're fighting TikTok in that battle mostly, although there's a little bit of YouTube overlap there as well. Um, and the creators of tomorrow will be in the AR space mm-hmm. and they, they have a, a good head start there, but they need to make sure that they're staying ahead of the pack as we do see companies uh, like uh, like Apple and, and Google potentially maybe getting into the space uh, more, more seriously in the next uh, couple of years. Yeah. 
I think what 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 we're going to start to see on you know on Twitter in a couple of years here is uh, previously right now everybody talks about how like oh they made their first website you know back in the two thousands well going forward it's like oh I made my first you know AR lens or whatever it might be as kind of like that like that new proof point of uh, you know dipping your toe into uh, the world of technology uh, which I think is pretty exciting. Um, but then of course we can't not talk about all of the different kind of brand friendly products that they announced uh at this summit uh and i want to start with the snap map and specifically their new product rolling out which is called map layers so uh for those that don't know uh layers are a new experience for snapchatters featuring local content and information located right on top of the snap map uh so that, that came directly from snapchat's product website uh so basically this is just a new functionality that they're trying to customize this map experience uh for individuals to make it that much more useful. The layers look very cool. Uh, I think that this is the mapping space is one of uh, great interest for everybody right now. Um, it's going to be sort of key to AR in the future. It's going to be key to things like autonomous vehicles in the future and delivery right now. Uh, I think that um, this, you know, Snapchat is taking a very different approach to the map than we have from our main mapping providers being Google and Apple. Uh, I, I think that they are treading kind of lightly. I think that they're avoiding some of the pitfalls that we have seen. Google Maps is great, but it has so much stuff in it that some it's starting to become a little bit of an overwhelming user experience. And I think Snapchat is trying to think strategically about how to incorporate brands into the map space without turning the entire map into a series of advertisements. Uh, and I think that they are, one of the ways they're doing that is through layers, which are created by brands as curated experiences. And this is, layers are an old concept in online maps. Um, but uh, I think that these layers, at least from what we saw today, look a little more curated and that there will not be thousands of them. There will be a small handful of them powered by uh, media brands largely who are, who are providing more curated experiences. Um, so, yeah. you know, I think the, 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 they're expanding that primary use case beyond seeing local, seeing your friends and seeing local snaps into uh, and, and seeing local businesses into uh, you know, discovery, I guess mm -hmm. is what I would say. Yeah. And uh, just to kind of give some examples here, what they showed on stage was one for Ticketmaster. So you could look on your Snap Map, uh, tap on the Ticketmaster essentially like kind of icon on the map and get uh, relevant upcoming concerts that'll be near you uh, that then would actually allow you to buy within the app itself um, through what is called a mini, which we'll talk, touch on in just a second. Uh, as well as, like you said, like there are things with infatuation. So if you're looking for like restaurants, you know, they could pull up that information around you um, and have that be surfaced. So just another kind of way to make the map that much more contextually relevant to you based on where you currently currently are so we mentioned minis and i and i want to go into this as the next uh product that was announced that is relevant to brands uh so snap minis are essentially uh small lightweight uh in snapchat app experiences that are dedicated to um, a brand function. So for Ticketmaster, this is essentially just being able to buy and purchase uh, tickets within the Snapchat platform itself. It kind of reminds me of Apple's app clips, you know, a very lightweight version of maybe a brand's app or an experience uh, that can just be put into uh, the Snapchat OS. So that way there's a new consumer touch point and you don't have to essentially leave the app to complete a transaction or purchase, uh, kind of bringing that or removing one one potential barrier for a uh, a sale. 
Yeah, I mean, I think you you gave it away. Snapchat <laughs> is basically building, you know, they're building a, an app, a, a certain parts of an operating system on top of um, that spans both iOS and Android, of course, that mm-hmm. lives inside of Snapchat and spans both of those things. Um, and the minis are sort of their their apps that run inside of Snapchat um, and that run as cross platform. And they actually specifically touted that as a reason why you would want to use a Snap Mini instead of uh, developing a native app. Um, and I think that there are some interesting advantages. Uh, there, I think that it is, uh, you know, inherently social. I think that it can be tied. It can be tied to locations mm-hmm. based on on the Snap Map. So there are some some cool things that you can do there. I think that uh, that this is interesting um, because it is clear that they're they're sort of pursuing this strategy of of uh, being an application platform that spans both of our major mobile OSs uh, because uh, there's really only one other company that's done that, and that's uh, WeChat. Um, and WeChat in China has become this super app that all of their apps sort of live within. I think Snapchat would like to be that. I think that there are market forces that are... are um, make that challenging uh, mm-hmm. and that that make it maybe unlikely to happen, at least in the markets that Snapchat is uh, is really big in. Um, but uh, I think that's where they stand. I think the, the, they will stand to benefit from it regardless, yep. because uh, if they as we do have this transition towards AR wearables, those necessarily have their own operating system and Snap will have the pieces to put into that operating system, right? They will eventually need to build these things anyway. Um, and they're building them up on mobile, on a platform that they control. Um, and they will then be able to port them over to augmented reality in the future. And I think that that is smart. And I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, I think it's very interesting that they are having more success here with these uh, the, these mini apps than, uh, than Facebook did, uh, because Facebook is the company that uh, everybody expected to try to copy the WeChat strategy and that desperately wanted to copy the WeChat success. Um, and uh, they just couldn't quite pull it off. Um, I think they uh, were a little too beholden to the desktop for a long time and uh, afraid to launch features that didn't have desktop support. Um, whereas Snapchat has always been primarily a mobile app uh, and and it's certainly mobile first uh, in every way, shape and form, although they are bringing Snapchat stories to the web, uh, which was an interesting <laughs> announcement. Um, I, my guess is that's mostly for sharing and discoverability right. on other social platforms. But it's interesting and I think good to see Snapchat making these these developments to build out that sort of cross-platform OS layer. Um, and I think, you know, good timing because uh, even a couple of years ago, there might have been a little bit more clamping down, especially from Apple. Um, but given the current regulatory environment, Apple is not going to be clamping down on Snapchat <laughs> uh, because that would be seen to be bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, you know, it, it's, it's working in their favor. So when the, when the, when, when the, when the wave is there, ride it. Um, you know, I think there's there's always something to timing with these things. Yeah. I think Facebook also tried to do it too early, uh, at least in the U.S. And I think there is Snapchat is coming at it at a later date, but specifically with an eye to the future. Mm-hmm. And I think you know it's strategically yeah. uh, just really interesting. My so Adam, my question for you is: Are we going to start maybe seeing like like a shift? You know, and and and, and even if we think about all the changes in cookie tracking and privacy going forward, just like these new kind of more integrated ways in um, could potentially be like an avenue that a lot of companies need to be thinking about and, and exploring uh, to reach their consumers. Yes. Um, I think I think that um, there will always be a place for advertising and that it's, Absol- it takes absolutely. a while for these new platforms to sort of develop, uh, develop ad products. Like you can imagine... Um, in some of the the 
new shopping features that were announced uh, in Snapchat for AR try-on and branded pages that, mm-hmm. that feature your lenses and your your brand's uh, Snap Minis. That right now, there's no way to sponsor those things into people's screens, but mm-hmm. eventually there will be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even in Snap Map, eventually there will be, right? And I, th- I think that it's... Uh, Whenever there's something new, they're very focused on make on getting the product sort of solidified. They don't want to as soon as you start introducing brands as a third party, you can't iterate the product as quickly because you'll have all these deals in place and you won't be able to change something that's going to affect one of those deals necessarily. So I think that it, it's a lot of it is about um, establishing and, and and finding out figuring out what the the users want and where the audience is going to be. You don't want to sell them to somebody something until you know that there's going to be an audience for it. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's a lot of moving pieces there. And um I think it's always a safe bet to to come in with a product or service value proposition as a brand mm-hmm. on any platform. That is always something that the platforms welcome um, and that that users welcome. Uh, it's it, it takes a while for things to solidify enough for there to be more turnkey advertising solutions. Right. I guess is what I would say. Yeah, and it, that doesn't mean that they won't come. It just means that they will not be there on day one. Totally. And by yeah, and by no means was I saying that you know we're gonna. Um advertising in general is is being wiped out i'm starting to see a lot more of these opportunities in that product space um that could be very valuable for brands to be thinking about outside of that just say general media strategy um you know when it comes to their marketing speaking of you know product-based announcements um sticker kit might be my one of my favorite (laughs) announcements that snapchat had here uh but you were so excited about it (laughs) i I was you know i was excited about i'm excited about bitmojis every time like they're on stage um and i'm so upset that I, i i couldn't sign into my account during the live stream to play with the bitmojis because i don't know something went wrong but that's an aside. Um, so sticker kit is essentially their, their new, um, SDK, uh, for brands, uh, to essentially to integrate the full Bitmoji sticker, uh, and GIF, uh, product suite for third-party applications. Um, so they on stage talked about how, uh, Bumble has now integrated, uh, the Bitmoji or excuse me, the sticker kit. So that way you could have your Bitmoji within your conversations, uh, you know, on, on, on Bumble. Um, but I think it's great, you know, it's, it's a way to keep personalization happening. And as a big proponent of Bitmoji and a, and a user, I just love to see this, uh, available. And I think one of the places where Snapchat leaned in the most with brands is around uh, new commerce opportunities, totally. uh, which is super interesting. Um, they are a little bit behind, I think, the rest of the industry as we see TikTok now coming in and Facebook and Instagram obviously having been you know, very invested in the, the social commerce space for a while. Um, but they rolled out a number of new, uh, of new features, including uh, Snap Minis that are shoppable. So they, they demoed a Poshmark app where mm-hmm. you can have sort of a live event with a live shopping event with friends that actually includes shoppable products and checkout. Uh, they demoed, um, up, Updates to AR Tryon that mm-hmm. go all the way through to uh, to checkout as well. So they demoed that for f- things like watches and clothing and glasses and uh, and shoes, um, and uh, they also are 
bringing forward brand pages so you can can feature those uh, those shoppable lenses and uh, and your minis right on your brand page and have those sort of pinned at the top. Um, just a lot of uh, as well as as well as a API level integrations with mm-hmm. things like product catalogs. Yep. So like you can actually as long as you have the the assets and if obviously if you want to do shoppable lenses you're going to need 3D assets of all of your products. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as you have those you can actually manage the whole catalog um, on the web. You don't need uh, you set that up once you don't need to like be constantly in, in development to, uh, and, and coding. It is all a sort of no code level CMS to manage, manage your catalog of, uh, of shoppable items on Snapchat. Um, so some very cool, I think flexible stuff. And mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting. It's very different than how shopping on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok works. Uh, we did we did not see a, a Shopify partnership. <laughs> we talk about this all the time. That Shopify's entire strategy is to help you be there on day one on these new platforms. Uh, it didn't happen here, but uh, you know it is. I think largely because Snapchat is such a unique environment that I don't think a, a, a Shopify turnkey integration. Maybe they'll get there eventually, but it's certainly not as turnkey as setting up like a shop on Instagram, right? Um, if you're going to make branded uh, lens try-ons uh, with commerce integrated in them, that takes a little bit more, I think, than Shopify can support out of the box. So many new shopping features, which is which which is great. And I think this like the last thing to comment on here is just really how they continue to improve um, their their scan functionality, which is essentially their version of the Google lens, the Pinterest lens, it's their approach to visual search, essentially. Uh, So this is now getting a new uh, location on the main UI. So when you open up Snapchat now, there's going to be a button right in the center on that bottom bar uh, where individuals can access the scan product. Um, And they just continue to update just the number of different uh, categories that the scan product can can recognize. I thought what was notable though is that they are starting to kind of think about the ways in which brands can uh, be integrated into this feature from like a utility standpoint. Uh, notably, they they partnered with all recipes, uh, so that way when you start to scan food like an avocado, uh, you can actually serve us a, a recommendation for recipes that could be uh, made with that avocado. So obviously, guacamole was the the top hit there. Um, so obviously, you know, there's ways in and they're starting to explore with brands uh, to see how, you know, they can kind of provide that user experience and utility uh, through this new scan uh, UI. And yeah, I think, you know, scan is really uh, an interesting uh, visual search platform mm-hmm. because they do take integrations from third parties. Um, it, it is one of the only, I think it is the only visual search platform of the, those big three that you, the other two being that you mentioned being Google and Pinterest that lets you sort of develop custom reactions to things. Yep. So as a brand, you could, you could have develop a custom scan experience that, that lives in a snap mini that is, uh, coming off of your, off of your logo, for example, or off of your packaging. Um, and I just, I think that's, it's, it's very cool that that is sort of an open platform. It is also to tie it back to where we started. Uh, the scan platform is supported in some way inside of the, the new spectacles. Mm. Um, so that is what's, what's powering the new spectacles, which again, they're putting the, these pieces in place on mobile that, that, that eventually work in AR. Um, Unclear to me if the third-party scan uh, features will work inside of Spectacles. <laughs> Seems like probably not yet, but maybe eventually, maybe we'll get there uh, in in the next year or so. Um, but uh, again, I think you know a lot of 
of interesting announcements. Definitely balancing the the dual needs of today being things like social commerce and creator tools and creator marketplaces uh, with the where they want to go in the future, which is uh, things like having that cross-platform uh, OS layer mm-hmm. that eventually moves into AR and, and newer platforms of the future. Yes, absolutely. So it was, it was about an hour on stage. They just had an absolute dump truck of new announcements and new and new product features um so we're going to continue to just watch and see if new information comes out about all these new products and features but uh if you're a brand if you're a marketer if you're listening and you have questions please reach out to us you know you can reach us on twitter uh, i am at t-i-p-p-i-e-r adam you want to plug your handle adam j simon uh and of course we have our lab account you can reach us at uh, at ipg lab uh with any questions so uh, i think that's going to about r- wrap up the show I mean, Adam, any last thoughts? Uh, no, it's a big, big, big week to kick off developer season. <laughs> big week. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a lot. There's a lot happening. There, there was a fire hose this week. So thank you all and uh, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your weekend.